All You Need To Know, the NDTV Profit Podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. This podcast gets you up to speed with everything you need to know so you can start your day ahead of the curve. Today is the 29th of January. At the start of a busy week, it isn't the union budget or the Fed that takes precedence. The top news comes from the political arena. In a move that gains significance ahead of the general elections later this year, Nitish Kumar and his party, Janta Dal United, have ditched the opposition alliance, with him resigning as Chief Minister of Bihar, only to join hands with the BJP to once again stake claim to form government in the state. Later on Sunday evening, he was sworn in as Chief Minister for the ninth time, but this time as part of the JDU-BJP alliance. BJP's Samrat Chaudhary and Vijay Kumar Sinha have taken oath as the Deputy Chief Ministers of Bihar. Kumar said that his decision was because the situation with the alliance was not good, that there was a fight for credit for the government's good work. He said that he was working hard, but others were not working at all. The BJP and JDU have recently concluded a seat-sharing agreement or arrangement for the upcoming Lok Sabha election. Sources have told NDTV that all the BJP Bihar MLAs have already submitted letters expressing their support for Kumar. The other big news is a further escalation of tensions in West Asia. The US said Iranian-backed militants killed three service members and wounded 25 others in a drone attack near the Syrian border, the first American deaths under enemy attack since Israel and Hamas went to war. President Joe Biden has vowed retaliation, saying in a statement that the US would hold all those responsible to account at a time and in a manner of its choosing. The administration believes a stronger response is warranted than with previous attacks in which Americans were not killed, according to a person familiar with U.S. deliberations. That's a Bloomberg report. Meanwhile, U.S. Navy ships fired on a Houthi anti-ship missile in Yemen hours after a tanker operated on behalf of trading giant Trafigura Group carrying a cargo of Russian fuel was hit in the most significant attack yet by the rebel group on an oil-carrying vessel. The latest escalation in tensions has pushed prices of oil higher. As of this morning, Brent crude was trading at over $83.5 to the barrel. In other news, Deloitte's credibility is under fire after the accounting giant missed a major fraud at Nigeria's Tingo Group. The incident has sparked widespread concerns about the effectiveness of audits and potential flaws within the industry itself. Now, China will halt the lending of certain shares for short selling from today, and that's according to the securities regulator. It's a move that is aimed at supporting the country's slumping stock markets. Strategic investors won't be allowed to lend out shares during agreed lockup periods. Authorities are taking measures following an alarming slide in Chinese stocks over the past several months. Meanwhile, China Evergrande will once again try to avoid liquidation at court hearings in Hong Kong today. 
Eight weeks after the debt-laden property developer won a surprise reprieve in the long-running lawsuit, Evergrande has made little progress towards clinching a restructuring agreement with creditors. Any order to wind up Evergrande, which is about $327 billion in liabilities, will likely affect China's financial system at a time when policymakers, as I've mentioned, are trying to uh, reduce the strain on the stock market, if you can call it that. It would also further weaken confidence in the housing industry in China. With that in mind, the international markets are sanguine as things stand right now. All eyes will be on the Fed, of course, later this week with the rate decision in the offing. The early rises in the Asia-Pacific region have all started positive this morning. And with that, it's over to Neeraj for the trade setup for the day in India. Big moves in the political arena at the start of the trading week, Neeraj. The question is, how will markets react? Good morning, Alex. Well, um, it's, a, it's a busy week for world markets, isn't it? Uh, aside of the fact that the earnings season is in full, full swing, and more so for the US markets because nearly... 20% of uh, the big tech or 20% of the S&P 500 report the numbers because big tech comes out with numbers and there is Boeing as well. But uh, it's also the Fed meet as well as the India budget week. So couldn't ask for a more potent week in all of the year, really. And therefore, very unlikely that global markets can have a sharp rally preceding the Fed speak and these things. So I, would, I would suspect that we are, we are now kind of caught in a bit of a consolidating market with a slightly downward bias based on what's happened the last two weeks. Remember, FI selling has now crossed 35,000 crore rupees for January with China mopping up global flows. Uh, so therefore, there is the spit of this pivot that you could likely um, also see. And, and the problem seems to be that private banking space, while near key supports, is not finding any major support or many major triggers. And that is a big drag on the indices by and large. So that's the limited point on, on the markets. I think watch out from a sector-specific piece on what the budget doles out to some of the specific sectors. I think that is probably the only thing that could uh, come into fray. You could also argue that some result-related themes uh, could be in focus uh, um, and I'll talk about some of the results today. But if you look at this earnings season, by and large, uh, some of the healthcare names have still disappointed. You've seen Sinjin, Loras, etc. not quite doing well. Uh, some of the auto angs have continued to do well, and therefore we'll see pockets of growth there. So I, and, 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 and oil and gas could be in focus. So I think that's the sum and substance for the markets at large. Now, it's a very long list for stocks, so I'll get started quickly. Um, I'll start off with Adani Power, which I thought was a standout result, really. 67% uptick in revenue, EBITDA up nearly 3x on that base, by the way. 4,600 crores of EBITDA clocked in, margins expand meaningfully. Uh, the net profit just catapults multiple times because of the low base. But all in all, seems to be a good set of numbers. They've prepaid long-term debt worth 810 crores, so watch out for that one as well. Um, of course, um, it, it belongs to the Dani Group, which also owns NDTV, so standard disclaimer there. Then Electra Green Tech was the other set of numbers that stood out. 33% uptick in revenues, margins up 56 basis points, PAT up 77% at 27 crores versus 15 crores. So did really well for itself. Uh, two, two or three other names that did really well. One of them was Zen Technologies. Revenues up 89%, margins at 42 versus 31%. 
spat up 150% at 29 crores or 30 crores nearly versus 12 crores. So that did really well for itself. There were Shakti pumps, which did really well. Revenues up 57%. Margins up 735 basis points at 14.3 versus 7%. Bat at 45 crores versus 11 crores. In fact, if you ask me from amongst the mid-sized or small-sized names, this one probably stood out the most in terms of reportage. And what stood out the most in terms of brokerages liking was Sriram Finance. Uh, the numbers came out and most brokerages have uh, sounded the bugle of confidence here. So JP Morgan have raised it to overweight with the target price of 2850. Morgan Stanley says it's a solid quarter and attractive valuations and they think valuations and forecasts are undemanding. They have an overweight with the target price of 2700. HSBC increased the target price to 2720 from 2630 on higher EPS estimates. Nomura argues the same thing. So watch out for Sriram Finance today. Uh, could be a stock to monitor. Amongst others, TVS Holdings had a good quarter. Revenues up 17%, margins up 300 basis points, bat up 84%. Holding company, but still a good set of numbers. And new listing Aeroflex had a good quarter too. Revenues up 11%, net profit up 75%. Watch out for that one. Um, Macrotech, best ever quarter on both PNL and operational performance. Revenues up 65%, EBITDA up 116%, and uh, it generated 1,400 crores of cash flow or surplus cash, so watch out for that one as well. There were uh, tech names that came out. Tata Tech came out with numbers to a number watched out for. Revenues didn't do too much, 1.6%, just about that, but margins showed up well, 141 basis points, net profit as a result of which was up 6%. For the big boy, the revenue number not that great, but still delivered on the margins and that might help please the street maybe uh, intellect design again delivered on the margins revenues up 2.5 percent a bit margin up 101 basis points as a result of which a 20 percent uptake in pat but the one number that stood out wrongly was scient um, not a cheap name revenues up 2.4 percent which was okay but margins down pat down 17 percent so this might come and hurt the stock as well so these are a few things that i'll watch out for uh, for certain um, in the session today and for the week as well. A bit of a consolidation move with maybe a downward bias or nervousness because it's just such a potent week. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.